standing back and looking at them and saying, where, you know, what can I fish out of this river? Where can I get my net and get rid of that piece of garbage that's been floating around up in here that really isn't serving me and is holding me back? It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke, and I'm joined today with uh, Mary Welp. Mary is a cranial sacral therapist and a hypnotherapist and has a new book out. So we're going to be talking about that. Mary, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. I'm very happy to be here and happy to get to talk to your uh, listeners. Nice. So uh, flesh out my introduction uh, as far as who you are and, and sort of what kind of work you do. Sure. Well, I've been doing body work with people for 20 years for a long time. And the body work led me to hypnosis. Um, people were getting very relaxed with the body work. And they would also walk in the door knowing what their challenge was of the day. They knew what was bothering them, uh, what had happened the night before or earlier in the day, and what they wanted to work on in themselves. So uh, the self-hypnosis really helped with that. And so I started teaching people that and marrying it as a meditation practice so that they would use the practice daily. Um, our minds are much like training a dog. It really is that simple. Um, you, you, know, you do it in little bursts. You train it to do something new. You give it rewards. You know, so it felt better. This is good. And then you know, we can do it more and more and for a longer period of time and addressing bigger and bigger things in our lives. Nice. So. Yeah, the first, uh, the first time I was really introduced to any concept anywhere remotely like this, and this memory just popped into my head as you were talking about training a dog, when I was young, I played basketball. Uh, it was one of many sports I played. And one of my coaches, very wise, and he said, you can't just shoot free throws. You, you have to, you, you know, you can't just go on autopilot and shoot free throws. You have to get conscious. And after you shoot, you have to talk to yourself. And you have to give yourself feedback. Like, and I guess this popped into my head because you were saying like reward the dog, right? And like, I would yeah. literally say to myself, that was a good shot. And I, I just imagine though, when you were saying training That's the dog, so I just awesome. imagine like patting myself on the head. Good boy. Good boy. That was yeah. a good shot. Right. And yeah. it really does work. It does. Yeah. It does. It reinforces something good. It's the same as our parents would tell us when we were younger. Right. You know, the spoon made it to the mouth in one movie, you know, good job. Right. Good job. It, yeah. <laughs> right. But, and we still need that. We do. You know? We, we do. really do. And I think um, our mind and our body are, are so connected. Yeah. That I think when we do that, it, that muscle memory does come alive. And yeah. 
So the meditation practice is sort of the same way. It's, it's doing it in little pieces and little steps until it becomes very natural and you can use it, you know, in public, you can use it sitting in your car, you can use it anywhere. And it's, it's pretty quick and effective. That's awesome. Uh, walk, walk through the process of like, I know you maybe don't want to give away all of it, or maybe you do oh, Sure. Um, the process of, you know, what does it look like? Uh, step-by-step, what is it doing internally? Um, You know, different things like that with the process. Sure, well, RISE is an acronym. So I wanted to make it very simple so you didn't have to look at a piece of paper when you lay down to meditate. You weren't like, okay, where am I? What step am I at? So I, I made it very RISE is the acronym. So the first thing you do is relax. And that is really relaxing your nervous system. It's kind of getting back into your body. It's shutting off the chaos of the world and everything that's going on around you. And it's going internally. And I had the misconception early on that meditation meant you wanted to go out of your body, go up into the ethos and the heavens where all of your answers were and bring them down. And it's really not how it works. So it's really about going inward that all of our information, all of our programming, all of our stories and our habits and our fears and our imprints are inside of us. They're in our tissues, they're in our cells, they're in our memory, they're in our skin, they're in every bit of us. And body work really taught me that. So uh, the first step is to relax. So you can do that through a progressive body relaxation. Um, Taking deep breaths is another way. You want to take at least three deep cleansing breaths. And what that does is neurologically, it kind of shuts that busy nervous system off and helps it to reboot. So our body body loves this stage and it craves it. So if you've ever been driving down the freeway and you missed your exit, it's because you were in a relaxed hypnotic state. Mm. You know, our bodies will slip into it from time to time when we don't have something to focus our mind on because it needs those moments to really uh, come back to life and rejuvenate itself. So that's the first step. Second is imagine. So you want to go to somewhere that you feel very safe and happy. It can be somewhere that you create yourself. I love to go out in nature. So sometimes I'll create a beach setting by the ocean, or sometimes I'll go to the woods or by a lake or take a walk down a path. Um, And sometimes people also like to go somewhere that they were as a child, somewhere that they felt safe and that they loved to be in when they were a child. So that's also some place that you can go. And what that does is takes this very relaxed, comfortable body and puts it in a place where it feels comfortable to look at and to deal with something that maybe is challenging to look at. Mm, Got it. So I'm going to, we'll, we'll take a halftime break here. I want to sort of get into the relax and imagine. I like this where, you mentioned when you're driving and you sort of slip into that hypnotic state and probably are imagining something, right? You're imagining something. Is this this sort of the body's way of like working out problems, so to speak? And it's just, it's almost like you go into your subconscious and really tap into that. Is it, is it kind of a little bit of that? That's exactly what you're doing. Okay. Our conscious mind is the thing making the decisions. You know, it's doing that one thing. I'm talking to you right now, but our subconscious, my subconscious fuels everything that I'm saying to you. It's my history. It's my story. It's my imprinting. It's the way I was raised. It's all of that together is that subconscious. So by getting in that very deep, relaxed, safe space, 
then it, it really does. Uh, that is where you're going. Right. Yeah. Really, really healthy for somebody to be able to take that time. Right. Cause otherwise, and we hear a lot about this, we're so overscheduled and um, just having that free time to not only, you know, free time for some people means like just sitting and checking your phone. Right. But right. you're really, you're really going inside. Um, so, okay. So we have relax, imagine, mm-hmm. and then what's the S and then S is suggest. So this is the stage where you're actually going to do the work. So you're going to move energy and I'm an energy worker. So this is the language that I use, but any obstacle or block or challenge or habit that you have that you are ready to let go of, if you can imagine that issue as an object and then morph the object in some way, it shifts it in the subconscious. So for example, If you are dealing with your anger and you really need to get your anger under control, imagining it as a red hot ball of flames and taking that and dunking it in the ocean and seeing the steam rise up and seeing that red ball turn to blue and then to melt away and to soften. You know, it really has a very deep psychological effect on that anger. Um, There's other things you can imagine too. Think of other, there's a file cabinet scenario where you're going to pull out a file cabinet drawer and all of the red files are those things that you're hanging on to that you don't need anymore. Mm. Now you can maybe know some of what those things are, but you don't have to name them. You don't have to know what they are. Just know that your subconscious is showing you all of these red files that are old habits, old imprints, junk you're ready to let go of and pull the files out of the drawer and then shred them, make a bonfire, you know, whatever way sits for you. So however you do this, however you think you want to move energy is the right way for you. Right. So there's lots of different scenarios. And in suggest, you could also do it by affirmation. You know, sometimes there's not that person around that we need to have around us to say those things we need to hear. So sometimes we need to say them to ourselves. Mm. There's also regression where you can go back to the original time of the imprint or the original time. You know, why have I always done it this way? You know, what, what was the first thing that got me going with this? Right. And then you can kind of go back and reprogram that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There must've been that, that initial reason and maybe it was a good reason, but it just no longer serves you. It's like the analogy. Have you, have you heard that story of, uh, you know, uh, families cooking, you know, grandma's cooking uh, Thanksgiving dinner and she cuts the ends off of the ham, puts it in the oven and everyone's looking at her. Why do you cut the ends off the ham? And she goes, Oh, I don't know. And let me ask my mom. And then she goes and asks her mom. She goes, I don't know. Let me ask my mom. And then finally they get like three generations back and they're like, Oh, uh, I cut the ends of the ham off because my oven was too small. (laughs) Right. And like, everyone just keeps doing it that way and they don't even know why. Right. And our minds are very similar that way. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm a mother and there were so many things growing up was like, well, I have my kids. I'm never going to say that, you know, things my mother would tell me, I will never talk to my children that way. I will not raise my, and then it comes right out my mouth. Yeah. And you're like, where did that that come? (laughs) I thought I caught that. Uh, I've been, yep. I've definitely been there. And uh, yeah, we can, we can definitely grow and learn from that, but at the same time, forgive forgive ourselves for, for doing it and then move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have uh, relax, imagine, and suggest. And now we're left with the E. We're left with E, which is empower. 
which is just what you were talking about with getting that pat on your head when you made the bath the shot. It's that feeling that reward, you know, if you really shift this challenge in your life, if you're really going to be better in this particular area, how is your life going to be different? And picture that, imagine that. How will people treat you differently? What will they say differently to you? What will you say differently to them? How will, how will your whole environment change? Because these things are, you know, the throwing the pebbles in the water. It's a ripple effect. When you change, you change people around you. And then that ripples out and that ripples out. So it's, you know, how is even a small change that you're going to do for yourself going to affect the people in your life and the world at large? And it seems pretty big. And, you know, what, what effect can I can have on the world, you know? But what if everybody started looking at their stories and their imprints and their habits? You know, what if we all started getting a little more authentic with the way we feel and who we are now? Because we change over time. I'm not the person I was in my 20s, that I was in my 20s. And, but if I'm still reacting the way I used to react in my 20s, you know, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> that's, you know, that's just not going to work. It's right. not growing. It's not maturing. It's not adding anything. No. Right. Absolutely. So, so those are the four stages. Nice. Well, that's uh, a good segue. I think you're ramping up for your motivational speech. So I like to end each episode with you're, you're invited before, let's say, a graduating class or a, a corporation. You're going to give the commencement or a keynote speech. And your speech is entitled How to Get the Most Out of Your Life. So what message would you deliver to either the graduates or the, the members of the corporation there? I would share a story that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And it's about a father and a son looking at a big brown river. Is the river polluted? Asked the boy. The father responds, no, the river carries the pollutants, but the river itself is pure. Our minds are like the river carrying our thoughts. If we can stand back and realize that we are carriers of our thoughts, beliefs, stories, and history, but we are pure, then we can distinguish ourselves from our thoughts. They are not who we are. So by seeing our conditioning, that in itself is a victory. So I, I really like that story because I think it is us looking at our thoughts, almost standing back and looking at them and saying, where, you know, what can I fish out of this river? Where can I get my net and get rid of that piece of garbage that's been floating around up in here that really isn't serving me and is holding me back? Yeah. Gosh, I think just adopting that one mindset would solve so many family issues, religious issues, countries at war, uh, political issues, by not identifying with our thoughts, just it's, this is not me and it's not, you know, right. something to hold on to for dear life, but it's something that can come and go. Right. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Mary, for that. Um, so how do, so you, you gave a great preview of your book. How do people get your book and, and maybe show it, maybe hold it up and, and show everybody. Sure. And then how do this they is... get in touch with you as well? Yes. Well, Rise Hypnotic Meditation is the book and it's on Amazon. It's either Kindle or you can get this soft cover book. I made it, it's uh, 96 pages, short and sweet and powerful. People don't have time to read anymore. So 
you get this, it tells you how it works, why it works, what you can address with it. And there's also places in the back that give you examples. So there's rise for sleep, rise for patience, um, rise for anger, uh, 35, I think, different ways to use rise, just as suggestions as springboards to help you with your practice. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is really is through my website. It's risehypnoticmeditation.com. And on the website, there's where I'm going to be presenting and where I'll be teaching, but it also has a lot of videos on it. So the videos tell you also why it works, how it works, and then also some guided uh, meditations in there. Uh, I know there's one for patience, one for guilt, one for peace, uh, a few different topics that kind of give you an idea about how it flows, how you use it. Nice. That sounds great. Uh... Well, that's great. Again, this is Mary Welp, Rise Hypnotic Meditation. I'm Chris Janke for Health in the Real World. And Mary, thank you again so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.